Welcome to Causing the Effect, where we will connect and change the mind and body. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Causing the Effect. Thank you so much for joining me. It is August 4th, first episode in August. Uh, I hope everybody's doing well. I do apologize for this one being a little late. Um, had a little vacation yesterday, and then today I've been waiting all morning to record, and um, just because we're having this big storm here in New York, and it looks like uh, it's not stopping. So if you hear a little bit of thunder, I apologize for that, but let's just jump right into it. Um, first things first, you know, please leave a like, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, everybody seems to be lo- coming from iTunes. Um, if you could particularly leave a review... Um, on that, that goes wonders. We're actually slowly moving up that top 50 list of mental health podcasts. I am loving uh, the five-star ratings. I'm happy to be the only mental health fitness podcast that is kind of, you know, the only one that has over 50 five-star reviews. So I really appreciate that. All the positive feedback, all the emails. Um, I'm loving it. I hope you guys are getting as much out of it as I am. Uh, I wanted to as we kind of touched on last week, I'm trying to give you guys tools to help you through this, you know, uh, pandemic, this change, this emergence of, you know, war that we're kind of going through, psychological war, mental war, being able to, to, to test yourself on a physical level, just a lot of different pieces going on with you know, what's going on in the world. So I'm trying to, to, to give you guys tools. And that's why, you know, we had a lot of positive feedback last week on group thinking mindset. So I kind of wanted to even drill that a little more. Uh, a lot of you actually, you know, what's the most important thing to you, Scott, to get through this and, and to kind of work through uh, just the, the daily struggles. Um, and for me, this is going to be the topic. And it's it's been, I would say for, for the last couple of years of my life, something I really, you know, hone in on, try to focus on it's, it's perception. And I don't think a lot of people realize the impact of perception, but I wanted to talk about it. And we're going to talk about it from the typical pieces that, you know, you could, when you say perception, it could be philosophical, it could be scientific. I would say, you know, I'm going to keep it pretty high level, but social and scientific aspects of it is what we're going to hit today. Um, And then we'll just kind of break it down into why it's important. I'll give you the scientific things behind it and why we should, uh, you know, try to use it and just be aware. And again, being aware um, is that first step in anything that we do, mindfulness, uh, please go back, listen to that first episode of mindfulness and meditation is the second one, um, to kind of give us, give you a little bit of flavor where we're coming from here. But perception is, you know, your sensory experience of the world, basically. Uh, this involves two aspects. It involves, uh, both recognizing your environmental stimuli, as well as the actions that you take in response to this stimulus. So perception literally uh, creates the experience of the world, your experience of the world, your point of views, um, and it actually dictates how you act within your environment. Um, the, The perception that there's two parts of perception, there's the typical five senses that we're all used to, uh, vision, touch, sound, taste, and smell, and then there is the second piece of perception, which is pro, uh, pro perception. Uh, and this is a set of senses that involve the ability to detect changes in body positions and movement. Look at it like, um, you know, for when, when you recognize a scent, that delicious McDonald's Big Mac smell or recognize your friend's face, something like that. And I felt like in order to see 
uh, the impact of perception, it's going to be very helpful to look how it works um, step by step. You know, I like to do that with you. I'm going to break down the science behind it, but just wanted to give you a high level of what happens. So that first step one is your environmental stimulus. The world is full of stimuli. <clears throat> I'm sure we all know that. This could attract attention through various senses, depending on your feeling and, and what's going on in your life. But the environmental stimulus is everything in the environment <clears throat> that has the potential to be perceived. These are things that you're actually able to percept. The second piece is the attended stimulus. This is the uh, the specific object in the environment on which your attention is focused. The third piece is the image on your retina. This involves light actually passing through your cornea and your pupil and onto the lens of your eye. So the cornea helps focus the light as it enters your eye, and then the iris of the eye controls the size of the pupils in order to determine how much light to let in. Uh, the cornea and lens act together to project more of like a, imagine like an inverted image onto the retina. Then there's transduction, step four. The image of the retina is then transformed into electrical signals in a process known as transduction. This allows the visual uh, messages to be transmitted to the brain to be interpreted. Then it moves to neural processing, which is basically an um, electric, electric signal um, that kind of you know, creates a path to a particular signal that depends on what it's signaling, whether it be auditory, visual, you know, again, back to those five senses. Then uh, perception. Perception is how you perceive that stimulus object in the environment. It is at this point you actually, this is when you become consciously aware of the stimulus. And this is something I wanted to bring up that you're not even realizing any of this stuff is going on before you get to the actual, to be consciously aware. So it's always important to be doing that work. Um, this is why it's important to eat right. This is why it's important to do your meditation. This is why it's important to take care of your of your mind because if you're in a bad mood, even you know if you use like, if you're hungry, for example, your point of awareness and the, the consciousness is going to be variably different if you just ate a meal and are happy and, and all that stuff. But again, it, whether you're miserable, whether you're happy, it's better to be in the, in the most focused and happiest state. That way you could do the next step, recognition. You know, perception doesn't, uh, doesn't just involve becoming consciously aware of the stimuli. It's also necessary for, the, for your brain to not only categorize but interpret what you are sensing or seeing or tasting, whatever that may be. The ability to interpret and really give meaning to that object is what recognition is. Then there is that last step, most important, action. This phase could still be considered perception, but it involves some sort of a motor activity that occurs in response to this perceived and recognized stimulus. This could involve a major action, like, you know, when something crazy happens, running towards a person that, that just got into an accident or something as subtle as blinking your eyes. Um, so that's, you know, pretty interesting about. So, uh, you know, I want you guys first just to take a moment to think about, you know, all the things that you perceive on a daily basis. And at, just think about that. At any given moment, you might see familiar objects in your environment. You might feel the touch of objects and people against your skin. You the smell, the, the delicious cooked meal when you get home, hearing music that you like. All these things truly make up um, a conscious experience. Um, and now I'll break down to you, you know, why it's important, um, you know, from, from the side of what is perception, what is the perceptual process, and how, you know, you're kind of letting that all come in. So, um, you know, our, each perception you have is kind of encoded in your memory. Um, you know, for instance... What we tend to see is just the gist of a place or an event, especially when we are not 
giving something our full attention, right? You know, to recall memory, you have to fill in those gaps based on your previous experiences. This is why it's so difficult to play, you know, the telephone game. People remembering uh, memories are always kind of jolted for this reason, that perceptions of previous experiences never uh, truly line up because your perceptions are really... um, Influencing your previous experiences in psychology. This is known as scripts and schemas um, So you already know off the bat that it's not a perfect system and it's easy to confuse an experience to, to be our own You know, this is um, in a lot of psychology studies children actually adopt a memory of a, si- a sibling as if it were them This is this could be happening when you're a child and you're just not fully developed yet but equally uh, when we could recall an event, we inadvertently leave something out or even add, add a little bit more information. And this isn't done deliberately. This is, you know, I'm not trying to say we all have these distorted memories. It's it's just a, a very crucial part to to comprehend that, you know, you're, A, you're not always right, and B, it's really impossible to be right. And it comes down to memory, perception, experiences, you know, and how memory is such a vast topic. But you know, these these observations really demonstrate um, that a new experience, or, you know, when it's perceived, really, there's a huge equation that, that you know, we broke down with those eight steps, steps that really truly make each perception unique. And this is something that I'm, I, I'm I've been kind of awed by because it's hard to get mad at somebody when you kind of understand that that little that scope of what they're seeing or what they're feeling or even what they're doing or may not even be doing to you is reality to them, right? Some, you know, my issue is I take things to heart and I get a little, you know, overly upset with people when they don't kind of um, live up to my standards. And by understanding perception, it's made me much more calm about it, not always thinking, oh, this person did this to me, this person did that to me. It's really about understanding that reality is really looked at as like a individual dynamic. It's a, it's a story that you tell yourself and, and how you tell your story um, is important. And it's, you know, this piece is, is so important to everyone. You know, so often we do not hear or see accurately what someone is trying to communicate or even feel. And I, I understand that from, you know, from, I, I was that way. And I would say I, I sucked in communication because I wouldn't even try. Um, you know, and you kind of, when you're going off the, the gist and feels and gaps, according to your experience, your perception, it's like, what the hell do I know? And, and anytime I, I, I think about getting mad at somebody, um, I just put that in my brain that, I have no idea what they're thinking. I have no idea what they've been through. I have no idea, but that's why it's so interesting to, to, to learn. And that's why you really could learn from, from everybody. Um, and the new perception of a conversation or event can easily be inaccurate, as we said, as we said earlier. So it's, it's really, in reality, I don't want to sound pessimistic, but it is sort of an illusion, an individual, an individual perception, if you would like to call it that. Um, so really, this is something that's so intriguing. I think just by even hearing this, you'll be better off, you know? So the, the, the full perceptual process, we'll turn it on a little bit to the scientific piece of this. The perceptual process involves brain structuring and how it truly organizes your incoming stimuli, determining what you experience, right? The structuring that goes on, as you saw with those first six steps, is far more comprehensive than you could possibly imagine. Um... So it is true that the images from the retina that, that you have and that you see are, are, are carried pretty much intact to the back of your head, to, to those 
occipital lobes, but then as you're brought deeper into your cerebral tissue, and uh, a fantastic thing happens. The, the image is totally dismantled and disseminated to unknown areas of your brain. Um, this is how you create a horizontal and vertical lines, color shades, and even motion itself. So it really does get overly complex. I, I don't want to keep going deep into it, but it's the piece I wanted to make here is your brain is free to create the reality that, that you want that are influenced by your thoughts. So there, there's no location or clearinghouse for that's identified in the brain that gives you the ultimate image. That's why it's so amazing. Um, you know, I think perhaps the illusion of cohesion in, in the world is analogous to the illusion of the power to move that is imparted to a puppet. And this goes into free will theories and, and thinking, you know, this is the debate um, we were having this weekend up in the Poconos about free will against, you know, do you have choices or not? And in truth, all of this, all your feelings or your thoughts originates from strings that could come from so many different places. And what's really fascinating about the brain is that it's free to choose those strings that it, it uses. The strings are the key for how we talk about the your viewpoint. Is the glass half full? Um, you know, is am, am I going to look at people as a positive, uplifting thing in my life, or am I going to look at them like a negative sucker? That that's you know a vampire that's sucking out the energy. It depends. And honestly, I, I felt both of those feelings in the last couple of days. So it's like, you know, it's it's just these are up and down feelings that everybody has. Um, you know, the, the next piece that we'll, we'll get into is the, the needs of what would you need, um, as far as a person that impacts the perception. So, you know, our needs obviously impact the, the perception. So your physiological needs, such as food and water, as I mentioned earlier, if you're hungry or not, um, being in a a social situation, if you're, if you haven't eaten, you're going to be a little tense, you're going to be taking things a little bit angrier, uh, try it out, if you, if you don't believe me, um, you know, you, you're, you're, the, if your ability to socialize with other people is impacted, you may find yourself with less patience, um, the weak ability to listen, um, even, you know, the people around you, you know, your, your, your friends, your family, your peers tend to, to, to really determine what is desirable or undesirable by giving information, how they spin the information or interpret the data around you. Um, I'm sure that everybody's kind of felt this in in a group. Um, even if, uh, the interest that you have, um, if you like running marathons, you know, your perception on how much time to spend on running, on, on how much to spend on running shoes is going to be vastly different than somebody who likes kayaking or, you know, your perception of work, you know, do you love work? Do you hate work? It's, it's very different than someone, uh, you know, my job, this being one of them and then my, my day job, uh, being a, a catering to high net worth individuals. I like it. I like both of these. I love this. I like my job, but somebody who can't stand the job is in a much different perception to, to how they feel in life. And I know I'm giving a ton of examples here, um, but I just wanted to kind of reiterate how interesting that it is that it's really impossible to kind of understand, you know, and I don't want people going back and thinking how, um, well, I really am alone because nobody knows how I feel and what I've been through. That's true, but there's, everybody goes through similar things and, and understanding why people go through stuff is, is really the, the game changer here. So, um, the, the next thing I wanted to, to discuss was, you know, it, there, there's something called a halo effect or, or, or a reverse halo effect that could also, um, alter your perceptions. The halo effect assumes 
that uh, if a person has one trait we like, that all those traits must be desirable. And then the reverse halo effect is the opposite, right? If we find an undesirable trait in someone, we assume all traits are undesirable. And this goes, I'm going to talk about this a little bit, that it's the human nature that we like kind of jumbling things up and having easy correlations to things. But that's just not the, the way the world works, right? Um, I feel the, you know, the, the, the reason why perception is so important is it's, if you look at what's been changing the world's innovation, right? Um, innovation is not just technology. It's not just computers and tech and the, it's truly how you see or perceive things, right? It goes down to, to creativity. If, if you want the, uh, to create the next great tech innovation or the cure for, for this COVID virus, you have to be able to adapt to a way of being that enables you to step into uncertainty. Um, you know, innovation ends up having a couple different sides. So it's a little bit, you know, get off here, but companies are constantly trying to become more efficient. That's kind of what's driving this, this culture nowadays. And it's something that I think if, if we're able to all perceive a little better, like this could potentially be the next level of tech is, is us having a, a newer level of awareness, a newer level of being oneself. Um, you know, even governments end up doing the same thing. We, you know, they're always focused on um, answers instead of the questions. You know, in school, we always focus, at least I always did focus on, you know, memorizing my stuff instead of taking a step back and, and ch kind of changing the way you think. Um, so this is why I, I feel like perception is going to be really moving to the forefront because it's going to be a change. And we, we see it happening that, that there's people on one side of the fence that are, you know, kind of just listening to what others are saying, listen to the leaders, everything will be fun. There's some people who are questioning that. And that's a good thing. Everything has to be done within reason. But, um, you know, I think that this kind of movement that, that we're seeing and, uh, uh, you know, the groupthink episode we did to, to kind of break that down, but it, it is, perception is going to play a large role in how we get through this, how you end up processing what is going on to you, to your family, uh, how, how are you going to percept COVID, how are you going to percept making money in this, in this kind of world, how are you going to percept being around people, um, it, it comes down to everything, uh, and I hope this helped you as uh, much as it helped me, I really uh, appreciate you taking the time to spend this with me again, Please leave a like, subscribe, review, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, um, anything. We'll take it. Uh, I wish you guys a, a wonderful Tuesday. Stay safe, stay positive, stay blessed. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.